Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 9th of July 2022 and the market does look relatively better. Bitcoin is up to $24,000 and I'm a bit surprised that no one in the cryptocurrency space is actually talking about the Inflation Reduction Act and how the Democrats have passed a bill to print another $740 billion. And to be honest, that is one of the reasons why the price of Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency market has gone up. As a matter of fact, the cryptocurrency market volume has increased by 62%. But the big news for today is about Tornado Cash and they have been sanctioned by the US Department of Treasury. So we will be discussing that in today's episode. And listen up guys, if you are an American and if you are using the Tornado Cash, you could face criminal penalties. So please stop using it right away itself. In today's episode, we will also discuss some drama between Binance and Vazir Exchange from India and surprisingly, it has to do with the ownership of Vazir X Exchange. Imagine being the CEO of Vazir X Exchange and not knowing who the actual owner of the exchange is. It sounds absolutely crazy, bizarre, but it is 100% true. And that is what we will be discussing in today's episode. In today's episode, we also have some negative news and the impact of Terra Luna has made another Singapore-based crypto lender to go completely belly up. So we will be discussing who that crypto lender is in today's episode. Finally, in today's episode, we're also going to be talking about how blockchain technology is used in the gold industry. Personally, I'm not entirely convinced if it is a good idea to use blockchain technology in gold industry. Regarding UAE, I have two news. And both the news are great news. The first news is about Nexus Dubai. The project has obtained first cryptocurrency exchange license in Dubai. And I really like this particular project in comparison to other projects that I've been researching since the last couple of years. But that being said, they do have a strong degree of centralization. And what I did not like about this particular news is that they failed to mention where they have received the license as to from which authority they have actually received the license. That is a bit strange to be honest. And the second news is that UAE has issued new reporting requirements for real estate transactions and we will talk about the Ministry of Economy, Ministry of Justice and this is still a very positive news. And at a macro level, it does give guidelines particularly for real estate agents, brokers and law firms in Dubai. So welcome everyone, it's Aitim here in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And every Fridays, we have an episode on Metaverse called as Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is I also publish a daily report and a weekly report via my LinkedIn profile. So please follow me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. 
Alternatively, you can also go to the Blockchain DXB website, that is www.blockchaindxb.com, and read through the blogs under the Crypto Blog section. Or you can also go to the Medium website and type in Blockchain DXB. So let's kickstart today's episode. Today is the 9th of August 2022, and the global crypto market is up by 2.56%, and it is currently at $1.13 trillion. And the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is at $66.87 billion. Now, this is ridiculously a low amount, but since the last 24 hours, it is up by 62.40%. Now, guys, do you think because of the news of money printing, which has been a bill which has been approved by the Democrats, because of that news, is that one of the reasons as to why the price of Bitcoin has gone up? Personally, I do think so. Now, I do find it strange that no one in the cryptocurrency space is literally talking about this. The total volume in DeFi is currently at $8.24 billion and DeFi accounts for 12.33% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of stablecoins now is at $62.76 billion and stablecoin accounts for 93.86% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, the price of Bitcoin, the king of all kings, is currently at $24,038. And since the last 24 hours, it is up by 3.28%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 4.13%. Ethereum is at $1,793. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 4.12%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 10.17%. To be honest, Binance Coin looks like it is having the best second half of 2022. It is currently at $328. And since the last 24 hours, it is up by 1.55%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 16.77%. Now regarding Binance later in the episode, I'll also talk about a bit of drama between Binance Coin and Wazir X Exchange. And surprisingly, even I was under the impression that Wazir Exchange is actually owned by Binance. And that is what I've been telling a lot of my relatives back in India. But that is not the case. And we'll be exploring that when we talk about it in today's episode. So let's kickstart today's episode. The breaking news which is going on right now in the cryptocurrency space is about Tornado Cash. And Tornado Cash has been sanctioned by the US Department of Treasury. And they have been accused of laundering more than $7 billion worth of virtual currencies going back to 2019. Now, the power of open source is that you can literally track each and every transactions. But when you talk about Tornado Cash, it is a bit different. So what is Tornado Cash? Tornado Cash is a virtual currency mixer that operates on the Ethereum blockchain and indiscriminately facilitates anonymous transactions by obfuscating their origin, destination and counterparties with no attempt to determine the origin. So ideally, it is kind of like a mixture where you take a lot of inputs, you mix it, and you have a completely different output. So it becomes extremely difficult, next to impossible, to identify the origin of the transactions. So what Tornado does is, it receives a variety of transactions, mixes them together, before transmitting them to the individual recipients. While the purpose of this mixture is to increase privacy, Mixtures like Tornado are completely used for illicit actors to launder funds, especially those stolen during significant haste. And there have been quite a lot of hacks in the past. And that is one of the reasons why the US Department of Treasury 
has gone ahead and sanctioned Tornado Cash. And if you are an American and if you are found using the Tornado Cash, you could face legal consequences and criminal penalties. Now, my question is, can we do the same thing with cash as well? As of now, the US Treasury has banned all Americans from using the decentralized crypto mixing services or any of Ethereum wallet addresses tied to the protocol. What I would recommend you guys to do is go through the US Department of Treasury's website and read through the article from the first source. So it's very basic and very crystal clear. The next news is a drama between Binance and Wazir Exchange. And the drama is pretty simple. Who actually owns Wazir Exchange? Let me break down how it actually started. How the news started was that the Indian authorities, that is the Directorate of Enforcement, froze $8.1 million in Wazir X funds. Now they did that as part of the anti-money laundering investigation. So you can find out more information of what the anti-money laundering investigation was in my LinkedIn profile. I've given you the link directly from the Directorate of Enforcement. And the Directorate of Enforcement of India has alleged that Wazir X Exchange actively assisted around 16 accused fintech companies in laundering the proceeds of crime using the crypto route. This is where the whole confusion starts. So they want to find out who the actual owner of Wazir X Exchange is. Before that, the official account of Enforcement Directorate, that is ED, of the government of India also mentioned via Twitter that the ED searches the director of Wazir X cryptocurrency exchange and freezes its bank assets worth 64.67 crores, that is Indian rupees, for assisting accused instant loan APP companies in laundering of fraud money via purchase of transfer of virtual crypto assets. So most likely, the director is Nisal Shetty, who is also the founder of Wazir Exchange. A lot of people were under the impression that Wazir Exchange is a part of Binance. And a lot of my relatives from India used to keep asking me about Wazir X Exchange. And I used to tell them that it's perfectly safe, that it is actually owned by Binance. A lot of people in the Indian community were also thinking that Wazir Exchange is actually owned by Binance. This is not the case. Now, CZ, who is the CEO of Binance, did actually clarify via Twitter that Binance does not own any equity in Zanmai Labs, the entity operating Wazir X Exchange and established by the original founders. So he did actually mention a series of tweets. But what I'll do is I'll just try to read out three of those tweets because that is what is relevant. In that tweet, he mentioned that Binance only provides wallet services for Wazir X Exchange as a tech solution. Wazir X is responsible for all aspects of Wazir X Exchange and Binance collaborates with law enforcement agencies and are happy to work with ED, that is Enforcement Directorate. Now, Nishal Chetty actually tweeted that Wazir Exchange was acquired by Binance. Now, this is absolutely incorrect information. If you go through the series of tweets by Binance, CZ actually said that there were talks of purchasing or acquiring Wazir Exchange, but the deal actually fell off. Binance definitely does not own Wazirx Exchange and Nishal Shetty tweeted that Zanmai Labs is an Indian entity and owned by me and his co-founders but they are definitely not being owned by Binance. Now CZ did tweet that if you have funds on Wazirx Exchange you should transfer it to Binance simple as that as they could disable Wazirx wallets. 
So this is where the whole community in India were in a panic state. Now Wazir X did actually tweet that we have been fully cooperating with the Enforcement Directorate, that is ED, for several days and have responded to all their queries fully and transparently and that they do not agree with the allegations in the ED press release. So what I would recommend you to do is on my LinkedIn profile, there is an actual press release. I would really recommend you guys to read through it so you get information directly from the first source. And Vazirex Exchange also said that we are evaluating our further plans of actions and more importantly, they did actually mention that crypto users in India will not be affected and withdrawals can still be processed as normally. So that is definitely great news. But this drama between Binance and Vazirex Exchange does create a lot of confusion in the crypto community. Even I was under the impression that Vazirex Exchange is actually owned by Binance. That is definitely not the case. Now moving on to next news and that is to do with a Singapore crypto lender. It looks like the Terra Luna's impact is having a snowball effect on other companies and the domino effect is absolutely humongous. And Singapore-based crypto lender Hodlnot has suspended withdrawals, swaps and deposits and it would also withdraw its application for a license from Mass that is Monetary Authority of Singapore. And the reason they have given is the recent market condition. In case if you do want to find out more information, go through the official Twitter account. And they've also put out a statement on the blog. All of these links directly from the first source can be found on my LinkedIn profile. Currently, Hodlnot is consulting with Domodra ONG LLC, which is a law firm on its execution plan. So definitely not a good thing, especially if you have your funds locked up in Hodlnot. The next news is where I have a bit of mixed reaction and this is to do with blockchain for gold industry. Joseph Cavatoni, who is the head of global sales and regional CEO of the World Gold Council has said that he believes that the gold industry will integrate with blockchain technology in order to help the industry standardize reporting and a gold bar integrity program called as GBI which is a distributed ledger concept backed by WGC that is the World Gold Council and LBMA Gold Trading LLC. What they plan to do is they intend to leverage blockchain technology crafted by Distributed Ledger, AXTERAS and Pure Ledger Inc. I really am not content that if blockchain technology can be utilized for the gold industry. Remember guys, the information in blockchain is only as good as the input that is put in. Which means if incorrect or false information is updated, that information stays in blockchain and it is immutable. Private keys will only check if the person has access to the public address. That's about all. The information that goes in could be absolutely incorrect and using that incorrect information can actually make its way into blockchain technology and because of the immutable nature of blockchain, it is highly possible that incorrect and wrong information stays on blockchain technology for eternity. So using blockchain technology for gold industry, I really am not sure if that is a good idea. Let's move on to two news from UAE. And the first news that I'd like to talk about is Nexus Dubai, that is NXD project, has obtained first cryptocurrency exchange license in Dubai. So let's try to look at what Nexus Dubai is. The website is nxdproject.io. That is N for November, X for X-Ray, D for Dubai, P for Peter, R for Roger, O for Orange, J for Jack, 
E for Elephant, C for Charlie, T for Tango.io. They have a token called as Nexus Dubai Token. A Nexus Dubai Token is a bridging multi-network token that supports various networks. And NXD, that is a token, is the token used in Nexedius, the world's first virtual country. It is issued on Polygon and it does fast processing and decentralization and the total number of NXT issued is fixed. The website states that if more networks are supported, the number of newly issued Nexus to buy that is token in the Polygon network will be automatically locked. If you go to the website, they have different products, projects and services and the products that they have is Nexus to buy token, UAE Merchant Network, Nexedius and they've got a lot of brilliant information updated on the website. In comparison to other projects that I research, I must say that this project is definitely much better. And the NXD projects that they have is token allocation, they have a crystal clear roadmap, and they also have a contact us section. Under the Nexedius services, they have the Nexedius Government Conference, Nexus National Bank, Nexfi, NXD Real Estate, Spray, Nexus Derby, Nexus Museum, Metadoc, Next. So the website is definitely loaded with a lot of information. The news is that Nexus Dubai, that is NXD project, obtains first cryptocurrency exchange license in Dubai. And the key people who are working on this project is Vertec Technology LLC, the company behind NXD. And it is a Dubai-based company that provides Spray Wallet and Nexfi staking services. And the project has announced that it will expand into NFT services and gaming business. They do have a lot of clear information on the website. The founding team members are clearly mentioned in the website. They have clear information on how the token will be allocated. And one thing which I really liked about this particular project is that the white paper is pretty short and sweet and simple. In comparison to other projects that I have researched in Dubai, this project definitely is doing a much better job. But that being said, they still have a strong degree of centralization. Another thing which I'm unclear about is they haven't mentioned where they have been issued the license from, which governing body. But what I'll try to do is I'll try to drop them an email, try to get them on my podcast and maybe I'll be able to get more information and then I'll have another session talking about Nexus Dubai. Let's move on to next news and that is to do with UAE issuing new report requirements for real estate transactions. This news was originally published by an online publication called Zavia. So the news is that the Ministry of Economy and Ministry of Justice in partnership with the UAE Financial Intelligence Unit have announced the introduction of new reporting requirements aimed at certain real estate transactions conducted in the UAE. The UAE is one of the first countries to implement such a mechanism for real estate transactions involving virtual assets marking the latest example of the UAE's sustainable and evolving approach to the global fight against money laundering and terrorist financing. UAE is taking 10 steps ahead, whereas the other countries are literally just taking one step ahead so far as combating money laundering and terrorist financing. Now, this decision was made following multiple meetings and discussions among the Ministry of Economy, Ministry of Justice and Financial Intelligence Unit and other competent authorities in the UAE, including the Executive Office for Anti-Money Laundering and CFD that is countering the financing of terrorism. So definitely good news. The news is pretty simple. This news is applicable to all real estate agents, brokers and law firms. 
they are obliged to file reports to the FIU, that is Financial Intelligence Unit, for the purchase and sale of transactions of freehold real estate properties in the UAE that include any of the below three methods of payment, whether for a portion or the entirety of property value. So the three requirements are below. The first one is single or multiple cash payments equivalent to or above 55,000 dirhams. Second one is payments that include the use of virtual assets. And the third one is payments where the funds used in the transactions were derived from virtual assets. And the reporting mechanism requires real estate agents, brokers and law firms to obtain and record the identification documents of the parties to the applicable transactions among other relevant documents related to the transactions. The rules apply to both individuals and corporate entities that are parties to the above real estate transactions. Again, the rule is so basic, very simple, crystal clear, definitely a brilliant rule and it's new such as this that does build confidence among the general people in Dubai and also in the cryptocurrency space. So the Ministry of Economy and Ministry of Justice play a key role in UAE's framework for AML CFD as the supervisory authorities for designated non-financial businesses and professionals including real estate agents and brokers and law firms respectively. So definitely a great move taken by the initiative to comply with the requirements. It benefits the end users that is customers, an average person. It benefits the entire UAE. And more importantly, guys, I think news such as this benefits the crypto community as well. It does provide for a very safe environment. And, you know, it also avoids sanctions. What I really liked about this news is this very crystal clear. And rules and regulations are great as long as they provide clarity, guidance and support and do not stifle innovation. In relation to this news, Abdullah Sultan bin Awad al-Nuami, the Ministry of Justice, has said, the introduction of reporting rules for certain transactions in the real estate sector is another example of how the UAE is coordinating across the governments with the private sector to strengthen the national framework for anti-money laundering and countering the financing of terrorism by working closely together to provide a clear regulatory framework and effective reporting tools. The UAE is able to take quick actions to protect the economy from known and emerging risks. And Ali Faisal Ba'alawi, who is the head of the UAE's Financial Intelligence Unit, has said, These new measures will improve the quality of financial intelligence available to the FRU and will be used to trace suspicious movements of funds or investments as part of a fight against money laundering and terrorism financing. Importantly, the requirements further strengthen the stability and integrity of the UAE's real estate sector and provides all stakeholders with greater transparency in a sector that is a key contributor to the UAE's economy. Definitely a brilliant, brilliant move. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxp.com. You can also check out my other website, that is area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this podcast, give it a 5-star rating, click on the follow button and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Asking Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. 
So let's kickstart the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai. UAE and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Chris who asks, is blockchain a good use case for supply chain management? Chris, to be completely honest, I do not think so. At the current moment, given the scalability issues, even the security that supply chain management is a great use case for blockchain technology. Despite what all the online publications says, I remember back in 2016, it was PwC who said that blockchain technology will be worth 5 or $7 trillion in the next 5 years only in the supply chain industry. Look at it, there's absolutely very little use case of blockchain technology in supply chain management. The truth is, Chris, Blockchain technology has very limited use case. Apart from making payments, apart from DeFi, apart from issuing NFTs, I really do not think so that there are many other use cases of blockchain technology. The fact is, centralized systems do a much better job so far as the time is concerned, so far as the cost is concerned, and so far as the quality is concerned. Now, this would change over time. I'm giving a time frame of maybe two to five years from now. By that time, Maybe once the security element is changed, then we can talk about supply chain management being a good use case in the blockchain sector. In fact, Chris, what I would say is that blockchain technology can actually make counterfeit products and fake products to appear as genuine. Now, if you know how block is chained to the next block, let's say a product is moved from one destination to another. When it goes to the first destination, that particular destination does put a cryptographic hash and that hash moves on to the next destination. When it moves to the second or the third or fourth destination, what that person can do is they can replace the original product and replace it with the counterfeit or fake product. And because of that, they can actually make sure that counterfeit products or fake products do actually appear genuine because this whole notion that blockchain technology is a source of truth Blockchain technology can actually make counterfeit or fake products appear to be genuine. What happens is when the product moves from destination 1 to destination 2, there is usually a hash which is provided and that is the secure hashing algorithm 256 or ESAC which is used by Ethereum of 256 or any other different hash. This particular hash is usually in a sticker format and it is put let's say on a product and that could be let's say on the top of the product or on the side of the product, what a person can do is they can literally peel off that sticker, put their own hash code because that's how the blocks are chained to the next block, but they can actually replace the physical product. Think of a Louis Vuitton bag for instance. Let's say it moves from destination 1, the person puts his hash on destination 1, when it moves to destination 2, 
what that person can do is they can literally remove that sticker, replace the Louis Vuitton bag with a fake one, put a new hash code and then it goes to destination 3. So blockchain technology does not actually solve any purpose so far as the authenticity is concerned. There was also this talks about, you know, diamond. Or you can engrave the hashing inside the diamond. Again, the biggest problem is what about diamonds and artwork which do not have any cryptographic hash which has been sold prior to blockchain technology being invented? What happens to the authenticity of that? As of now, Chris, I definitely don't think that blockchain technology is a good use case for supply chain management. There is one alternative that is by using zero-knowledge proof. But again, zero-knowledge proof still does not solve any of the problems. So that's all for today guys from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website that is blockchaindxb.com. Also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover job news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the browser of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by the Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day ahead. Bye bye.